joined by Jamie Crosby, CEO of Families Australia, Convena National Coalition on Child Safety and Wellbeing. Joining us as Safe and Protected, a new action plan has just been released to protect Australia's children. Welcome to NITV Radio, Jamie. Uh, thank you, Bertrand, and appreciate the opportunity uh, to speak to your listeners and community members. Um, the action plans for Safe and Supported are actually an agreement of the Australian government jurisdiction, governments, the states and territories, the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Leadership Group, um, worked up in collaboration with the National Coalition on Child Safety and Wellbeing. Um, so whilst I'd love to take the credit for the amazing work um, that's been undertaken, um, the plans notionally belong um, to the Australian governments and the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Leadership Group rather than the National Coalition ourselves. It takes a collective effort to address child safety and wellbeing across the country and uh, everyone involved is signed up to improve outcomes for children and young people across the nation. It was high time this plan uh, came about because the numbers are just uh, staggering, just to quite a few. One out of 32 children across the country received uh, child protection services in 2020-2021. But when it comes to First Nations children, we've got really alarming numbers. 42% of the total number of children in out-of-home care are Indigenous, whereas these children make up only 5% of the total uh, children's population. This is a, a wildly dispro- dispro- this is a widely disproportionate figure. I agree, Bertrand. The overrepresentation of First Nations children and young people in statutory care protection systems is a significant national concern. And unfortunately, despite the best efforts of governments, the community sector, and First Nations communities over the past ten to twelve years under the first framework. We haven't made the type of progress that we had all desired. And unfortunately, over recent years, there has actually been an increase in the number of First Nations children and young people involved in care and protection systems. So we haven't made the progress and unfortunately, we've gone backwards. The commitments of safe and supported action plans are particularly important because they do signal a commitment from governments, both at a Commonwealth and state and territory levels, to work with First Nations communities and leaders and the non-government service delivery sector to change the way we do things, to change the system and better improve the outcomes for children, young people and families that are drawn into the child protection system, but also at risk of coming to the attention of child protection authorities. It's a national shame that we have so many Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander children and young people under state care uh, or engaged with the child protection system that are not enjoying or given opportunity to achieve the same outcomes of other Australian children Uh, and the removal from families, community and culture has a long-term impact on the health and wellbeing of First Nations children in particular But I would also add that for all children involved in the child protection systems across the country, we need to improve our efforts and responses and do better by them and their families. Yeah, in Yaa, there has been numerous reports and uh, plans to tackle the issue. What are the priorities in the new action plan and uh, is it well budgeted? 
I think one of the important distinctions between this particular plan and previous plans has been the formal engagement of the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Leadership Group and First Nations leaders in the co-design process from the very beginning of the development of these action plans. I belong to a non-Indigenous organisation and I'm a white fellow from the city, so I don't speak on their behalf. But the National Coalition on Child Safety and Wellbeing uh, is fully committed and supportive of the role the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Leadership Group are playing uh, as our governments across the country. And I think one of the great features of this agreement is that First Nations leaders have been involved in the design and discussion and development of these action plans. Governments and the mainstream non-Indigenous sector have listened to those voices and aspirations uh, and experiences And that has directly influenced the commitments and the design of some of the initiatives. So particularly within a First Nations context, and there are measures for all Australian children, be they non-Aboriginal or Torres Strait Islander, but in a First Nations context in particular, priorities that are being progressed through Safe and Supported will include the support and growth of the Aboriginal community-controlled health sector, putting decision-making, program design and service responses directly into the hands of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander-led organisations. Governments have committed to investment strategies which set clear timelines for the growth in government funding, be it at federal or state and territory level, being increased directly to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander-led organisations to support program and service activities and a much stronger recognition that the best place uh, for all First Nations children and young people and all young people generally is to be in safe and supported family environments, homes, and particularly for First Nations communities, connected to the broader community, connected to culture, and having an appreciation of the unique history and capabilities uh, that they have um, as individuals themselves. Over 200 uh, non-government research and safety organisations, child safety and well-being entities came together. Is it the first time we witnessed so many organisations working towards uh, the same goal and uh, outcomes uh, coming together in this country towards uh, this goal? I think it has been a, a positive initiative that the way governments have committed to the process of the negotiations of the action plans over the last uh, couple of years. So the National Coalition of Child Safety and Wellbeing does bring a, a large collection of researchers, service providers and community workers who are engaged with children and young people and families directly on the ground. We are one of the partners in this initiative. Uh, The Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Leadership Group uh, has formal decision-making authority incorporated into the arrangements uh, as part of the Closing the Gap Agreement initiative and commitments of governments. And, of course, uh, these two non-government bodies are working closely with state and territory governments and the Commonwealth Government. And it has been a real positive experience to sit down and work through things collectively. The conversations haven't been easy. 
I don't think everyone's got everything that they wanted, but there has been a genuine effort by all parties to bring forward their expertise and experience, listen to each other, and uh, an unwavering commitment to improve the outcomes for children and young people, particularly First Nations um, communities, children and young people. As you said earlier, Bertram, the over-representation, 5% of the child population in Australia identify as Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander, yet they represent some 42% of the population within statutory care and protection systems. Um, And that's just not acceptable. We all need to do better to improve these outcomes for children and young people. The span of the action plan, uh, 10 years, is quite long. Are there projected periodic reviews along the way or mechanisms uh, to monitor progress over the years? There's a, a range of reporting mechanisms that are actually articulated within the action plans themselves, which can be downloaded from the Commonwealth Department of Social Services website. That includes public reporting uh, and strong accountability measures. So on a regular basis, everyone involved in the development of these action plans has committed to having progress and evaluation of the interventions and activities undertaken so that we can see whether we are heading in the right directions, making the right decisions, designing the right programs with the input of local leaders and community elders uh, to respond to the needs of children and young people and to be held accountable for those actions. I hope that we will get most of them right. Um, We might get a few wrong. And importantly, when we do get them wrong or they haven't been as effective as we would like them, we need to work out what it is that we can learn from that experience at that point. These action plans run for the next three years to 2026. And as part of the 10-year national framework, there'll be a second set of action plans which developed over uh, 25, 26 for the second half of that 10-year period. And that will be informed directly by some of the progress that we make over the years ahead. One of the strong benefits of this approach is that we will have some early evidence over the next couple of years of how we're going and a structured opportunity to stop, rethink, recalibrate and make sure that we're doing an even better job over the second half of the framework from 2026 onwards. It sounds like a very well thought out action plan and um, well put together. Uh, It sounds that uh, it will deliver. The proof will be in the pudding, though, Bertrand, at this stage. It's an action plan on paper, uh, and I have every faith that everyone involved to date uh, will do their utmost to meet the commitments um, that they have made through the action plans. Uh, But as we know, action plans are largely words and indications, and what we need to ensure, particularly over the next couple of years, Uh, as we implement these action plans, is that we actually do what it is we've committed to and that there is direct and tangible outcomes undertaken at a government, system and community level that significantly reduces the rate of children and young people uh, in child protection systems, particularly First Nations children and young people. And wouldn't it be great if in 10 or 5 years' time we could see a sharp downturn in the numbers of children and young people involved in the system 
And I'm hoping that that occurs. And when those early shoots are there, we need to double down our efforts and get to a point where all First Nations children and young people are growing up with their families, with their communities, connected to culture and contributing and becoming the people that they want to be um, as leaders in their own communities. Jamie Crosby, CEO of Families Australia, Convener National Coalition on Child Safety and Wellbeing. Thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us today on NITV Radio. Thanks, Bertram. Um, and as I said, the documents themselves can be downloaded from the Commonwealth Department of Social Services uh, website.